Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Gojo. I'm Willie. Today we are going to do a... We got some feedback. We got some Gojo's thoughts on Fast and Furious 7. Or Furious 7, to those of you that call it by the correct name. We're going to do a trailer ticker. We've got some film news. And then finally we're going to conclude with a spoilery discussion of all 13 episodes of Daredevil. He's blind. Spoiler. Boom! Oh! (laughs) Too soon. I need to uh, spoiler, Terry. Damn. <laughs> Before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can email us about the show or the things that we talk about. You can go to MidwestFilmNerds.com or iTunes for all 123-plus bonus episodes and full show notes on MidwestFilmNerds.com as well. We are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and you can search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine to find us in those places. Two four eight seven three three five MFN or two four eight seven three three five six three six is where you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we might talk about it on the show. And uh, yeah, there was a new episode of the Midwest Game Nerds podcast last week on Bloodborne. Please go check that out. We're going to re- be reviewing uh, Mortal Kombat X next week. So, so do keep is an it, eye out on that. It's X and not ten. Yeah, it is officially okay, Mortal Kombat X. Okay. Um. What else? Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon and part of your uh, purchase will come to us so we can make new podcasts and make better podcasts and uh, that kind of thing. You can buy me more Midwest Film Nerds hoodies. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm wearing one right now. Make that happen. But other than that, um, the first Fight the Franchise came out this past Saturday. It did. It did. We survived. you, you You got through it. You we, got through it. We well, you got through part one. Part two comes out <laughs> this Saturday. So. Well, to be fair, the, the, these are all recorded. Yes. So we did survive the whole franchise. Spoiler alert: we we don't die at the end of episode two. But uh, yeah, no, it it, I, I, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. Yeah, we should say so, fight the franchise is a bonus episode, monthly bonus episode, sometimes in two parts. Apparently, we're still depends kind of on figuring. how long we run and exactly. how many beers we have. Where uh, Willie and Nikki and Tim, Nikki being the official. Uh, fiance of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. All of us. Yes. Uh, they <laughs> Sister talk, husbands. <laughs> they talk about uh, a franchise that they wanted to look into. And uh, this first one was Leprechaun. And we split it into two parts. Part one was out last weekend. Part two is out this weekend. It's gotten a pretty good response. So we will be doing more of those. And please uh, check it out and let us know what you think. And if you have any ideas for franchises we should conquer... And I do mean conquer. Um, <laughs> then, then please, you know, send them into those feedback links that Alex just gave you. You guys should do maybe fight the franchise. Should hop over to the game nerds as well. Mm. I might have already had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, EDF. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. EDF Mega Man. I need to get you on, Willie, to talk about Mega Man so we can talk about our Mega Man ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, that I'm, needs to be put into the ether. I am I am totally down. That's one thing video game I am actually qualified to speak on. Yes. So, so I will we'll, do that. We'll do that. All right. Uh, we got some feedback. This is feedback from Rick with a W. Rick. Yes. 
our good friend Rick, who has appeared on previous Midwest Film Nerds podcast episodes, such as The Master and, uh, I don't know, a few other random ones. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> yeah. the Resident first, Evil Afterbirth or the whatever it was. first bonus episode yes. that we ever did, Resident Evil Afterbirth, Afterlife, as it's actually known. Uh, Rick wrote in, he wrote in a few weeks ago, so this is touching on a topic that uh, we, we talked about a little bit. He said, I do love Twin Peaks, period. A lot, period. I just wanted to start it off that way. Start off strong. It's always the he best said, way to start off feedback. And I'm glad that Lynch left because I'd rather not see more of that world as it's culturally irrelevant today. I mean, it's not the early 90s anymore. Much of that show's charm was in its pantomiming of soap operas. Any attempt today would probably turn out even less authentic. That said, if Lynch did have something compelling to add to the universe, I'd be down. But I doubt he does. And if he isn't involved, it's likely going to be shit because he's obviously the creative linchpin. Hugh, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he left us off with a heart. Yeah. Apparently, Showtime resumed negotiations Ooh. with uh, with David Lynch shortly oh, okay. after our... our uh, they must have heard us. I think yeah. that's a really interesting... Um, now, I'm, I, I'm not a huge David Lynch. I'm not a David Lynch fan. Um, I'm not... I've never seen a full episode of Twin Peaks. Um... But I will say that the guy has definitely got a, a very strong vision. Mm-hmm. And there's no movie that feels quite like a David Lynch movie, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's interesting to to look at it as a product of the times and where it fits in and, and to be very skeptical about whether or not that can be replicated or if it should. So, no, I, I, I think from from a what I know to be a very hardcore David Lynch fan, I think that's interesting uh, input. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where there's a chance that it might be really relevant to today. Like I, maybe he's got some idea that could, you know. I, I, uh, Gojo is the only is the only one of us seen who's Twin seen Peaks. Okay. Any Twin Peaks? Okay, you you, have, you knocked out the whole thing. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I cleared the whole se- series. I have no idea how this show was on national television. <laughs> it is the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing you can get into without like actual snuff films or something. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Uh, you don't have. I, I had, but it, it's bizarre without any real purpose most of the time. It's yeah. very weird. Did you watch um, Firewalk with me as well? The film? No. Okay. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know um, where it falls. In it's the a chronology. prequel. Is it a prequel? Okay. Okay. Um, but it's uh, it's. I don't know. He left the the original show at some point, right? After season one. After season one. Okay. Because yeah. season one was was really weird. But it was also it was also the most compelling. Okay. Uh, and season two got a lot weirder, but with, that was when it got weird without purpose. Yeah. Um, but the characters were all so compelling that it, I just I just had to keep watching. Um, but I I just I don't think you're I don't think you're going to get anything more than just the diehard Twin Peaks fans back with uh, another series unless there is. Uh, a guiding, a strong guiding hand and vision behind it. And yeah. I, I don't, this just seems like let's bring back Twin Peaks because kids like it now because they're hipsters or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, it, if, if we're not getting any kind of, any kind of David Lynchness, then I don't, I don't understand why we would do it. Um, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. It's like, uh, uh I, I, I Usually pride myself on analogies that aren't really that good, but <laughs> make sense to me. But I can't come up with one right now. I, I get really, that. Though. It's like trying to make a s'more without the marshmallows. There we go. Beautiful. Don't Beautiful. ask me to explain that. That's not I, weird I at all. That's right perfect. Uh, I feel like it's weird that David Lynch was like, "Hey, we're doing this," and he wasn't even like officially signed on. <laughs> That's strange to me. 
Like, why would you bother if you're not going to see it through? Do you think that was some sort of flexing on his part? He doesn't strike me as a flexor, but... I don't think so, because, I mean, honestly, yeah, it is a question why why Showtime would be like, let's re- let's make a new season of Twin Peaks. Like- Guys, you know what the kids want nowadays? <laughs> Remember what? Twin Peaks? Yeah, <laughs> that. that they're, like, yeah. they're like, there's all these hipsters watching Twin Peaks nowadays. Let's start a new one just to make sure that all of those hipsters Of do course, not. the hipsters are going to be like, no, I'm not watching that. It's yeah, new. Like, why would you no. watch oh, season four? Mm. That's stupid. Uh, anyway. Uh, that's a hipster sound. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hipster disdain. I've heard many a hipster, and that is very oh. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we should move on. Gojo. Yes. Y- you had some choice words for us when uh, you heard our Fast and Furious 7 review. I did. I yeah, did. So. I, uh, okay. So um, now, okay, when... Fury Seven was coming up. It was we had a big old clamor of it in on the in the inner circle here. Of course, and um, so I, I I was required to catch up with the Fast and Furious franchise. I, saw, I purchased the series yes. just so Gojo <laughs> delivered could watch it to them. my doorstep. Yes, um, that's amazing. I watched one, um, five and six, which Parts I was of, assured yeah. were the important ones. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, I saw highlights of four. I saw two a long time ago. Don't remember any of it. I guess that's fine. Um, <laughs> No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I remember the the famed the, the famous Tyrese line, "We hungry." So yeah. that's the best part. Okay, you're though. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. You got I know that Tyrese is hungry. Um, <laughs> so uh, and then I just personally, I, th- I I think maybe you guys were taking seven too seriously. Is is my point here? Because um, this what seven was my favorite of the really? ones I saw. Because this was the most fun movie I have seen, like, like maybe ever in theaters. <laughs> this is the most fun I've had. Like, this, is, this was more fun than Pacific Rim. This was wow. more fun than Acts 1 and 3 of Godzilla. It was obviously more fun than Act 2 because that was a... <laughs> God, I'm amazed I survived that. Um, no. But, oh, my God, just... It was so over the top, so ridiculous, and just so much fun. It was like, yes... Yes, I'm loving every second of this movie. And I didn't really care if it was believable or not because yeah. I stopped believing this series in 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 5. Really? Okay. When they're dragging a fucking safe through the streets of Brazil. Um <laughs> with sports with, cars. With sports cars, they ripped Oh, um uh, spoilers for the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> but yeah, they ripped a bank vault, basically a bank vault out of out of a building with two sports cars. That I uh, yeah maybe they souped him up whatever but uh, come on come on <laughs> you know what I don't believe it but fuck if it is an amazing movie all right it's so good and then um, a lot of your compl- I thought a lot of the other complaints about uh, seven particularly the the focus of the Dom Letty relationship that yeah. was that's valid but pretty much everything based on the every complaint about believability I'm like I don't care <laughs> God this is so much fun why are you wh- what do you what do you look to paraphrase tim here uh look at those cars (laughs) look at what they're doing it's like the look at that monster in godzilla um it's oh god yeah i just think if you go if you went in just expecting like a really great time at the movies oh my god that's exactly what you're gonna get um and the characters are still fun um i mean there's there's not a lot of growth or anything i just i guess i was expecting uh i wasn't expecting as much uh from from that i expected yeah just this 
team of guys just having just having having a having a blast, uh, which is. After seeing five and six, do you feel as though you understand why we were more critical of seven? No. No? Honestly, I don't understand why you were as critical of seven as you were. That's very interesting. I like I, that. I, uh, I don't have as high an opinion of the franchise as you guys do. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I think maybe because I was the last to the party and it, it had been pumped up. We, so we hyped much. it up for oh you. Oh my god! Yeah, I was expecting like the fucking Godfather here. It's the uh, uh, the but, uh, the Arrested Development effect, as I call it, because yes. that happened to me with that too. <laughs> oh god! Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved I loved every second of Fast and Furious that I saw, but I didn't think it was like this tour de force of filmmaking. Yeah. It was more than I was expecting from Fast and Furious. But not enough to where seven happened, and it wasn't necessarily very deep, and I was disappointed. Uh, it wasn't super deep, but I didn't care because holy shit, look at everything that's going on! It's amazing. It's just yeah, it was great. All right, I was on that episode, and I shared opinions with everybody on there, but I can't argue with Goch. Oh. No, I, mean, I can't. I, I can't. I can't either. I can't because I mean he's not wrong. I mean ultimately, at the end of the day, if, if you're having a great time in the theater, which I, I did. Franchise is probably doing what it should be doing. Yeah, I yeah, I just I guess I th- I thought that the the um the only things I think that still stand for me personally are the I, I I'm missing some of the team a little bit. Yeah, and I, and, and it's, it, the team isn't as well rounded this time around. I think. Yeah, and and that unfortunately some of that could not be helped. But um, but no, I I don't disagree with you. I don't. No, I think um having. To relate this to video games, as I am on the uh, the panel of the Midwest Film uh, Game Nerds podcast, um, if you've uh, anybody out there has ever played the Saints Row series, uh, it starts off kind of taking itself seriously, uh, then it moves into the to the area where it's like hitting its stride, and it's like, wow, this is actually really good, and it really stands on its own, and then it just starts shooting for the stars, and it gets ape shit absurd. This is what th- this is what Fast and Furious is doing right now. They're starting this curve where they're like it's or maybe just like a straight line up whereas <laughs> like maybe they hit their sweet spot of like really good cinema like right in the middle with like uh 5 and 6, but now like maybe 8 and 9 they're actually going to be like turning into space marines and being like space pirates and it's going to be fucking awesome but everybody who's like a diehard of the franchise is gonna be like that's stupid what are they doing that for and they're not gonna be realizing how much fun this movie really is so that's yeah you kind of have to learn to love absurdity every now and again i think that's that's why i loved seven so much you're absolutely right i want to see a drag race on mars fuck yes i'd watch it uh one last quick dom toretto of mars (laughs) (laughs) oh man beautiful i just hope the marketing's better Oh, yeah, of course. It'll be better. The rock will be all over it. Oh, God. Uh, has Nick sat you down to watch uh, Need for Speed yet? Yes. And wh- how would you compare those two real quick? Um. Oh, God. Uh, Fast and Furious is probably better on the star power alone. It's be- uh, y- Yeah, I actually, I think I liked Need for, um, I think I might say I like Need for Speed better, honestly. Um, really? It just, uh. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to think about this. It just didn't but, get doesn't get bogged um, down in characters. It was, and... it was more diverse, I think. Okay. Um, like, well, no, I can't say but that because Fast I feel and like Furious is pretty fucking. I feel like it's more. Too, it's more but, focused too. Yeah. Need for Speed's way more focused than Fast and Furious Five, Six, and Seven. Need for are. Speed is like a kid who's been taking his Ritalin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Fast and the Furious, he's he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> 
So I get, yeah, no. It, I think yeah. well, the thing with Need for Speed is it hit. I think it it hit its stride way sooner than Fast and Furious did. Fast and Furious took like what one, two, and three, and then four. They finally you're finally at the spot where like okay, we got like an awesome team. Everybody's doing really good. And but Need for Speed, it just starts off at that level. Interesting. Um, so yeah. All right. I'm stewing over here about this too fast trash talk that I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You and Tim both. Tim, yeah. Tim write in. Feedback. I'm so Tim, are you hearing these attacks on Godzilla and too fast? <laughs> I know somewhere you're listening to this being very upset with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should move on to the trailer ticker. There was a lot that came out this week. We're going to crank through them. First up, Jurassic World trailer two came out today. Well, first official trailer after the teaser. What you guys there think? There were like th- three teasers then or something? It was yeah, there was like, okay. like a couple clips and a teaser or something oh, yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, they've, they've been trickling stuff out. Um, it's it, Look, does it look as good as Jurassic Park 1? No. You are never going to replicate the feels that you get during that movie. It's nope. never going to happen. This looks like fun to me. Yeah, it's going to be dumb. But honestly, it looks significantly better than Jurassic Park 2 and probably Jurassic Park 3 too. So I'm cool with it, honestly. Um, I think this could be a... I didn't. I didn't particularly like the the trailer. Um, tells you wait. I mean, it, it gives you the story. Yeah. And it, yeah, it gives you a lot. Um, but I think maybe if we if we take what we just learned from my thoughts on uh, Furious Seven, <laughs> then uh, if we just don't expect don't expect Jurassic Park for this movie. Do not expect like like a really good taut like like kind of thriller uh, that's like expertly crafted. Uh, if we're just because. Dinosaurs are just straight up eating people in this. It's like, okay, let's just as long as you just expect it to just throw everything against the wall, maybe it'll maybe it'll be fun. Um and I will say the CG doesn't look particularly great. Okay. In this trailer. Yeah. Um I'll throw that out. So CG snobs, uh take note. <laughs> All right. Next up we've got Fan Forestick. <gasps> trailer two came out uh recently in the past couple days. Willie, it looks think? better than it has any right to look. I'll say no. I'll say, honestly, I, I, it doesn't look terrible to me, and I, I get, I get why people say it does. I, I'm not excited for it. I don't think it's getting it right necessarily. I think it's doing it. I, I at least was intrigued by some of the stuff I saw. I think the thing looks cool. I, I, I think it's a certainly better design than the initial two movies. Um, I'm a, I'm more of a fan of it. I think it looks more more real world, which I kind of dig. Like I like that he's kind of jagged and stuff. I, I kind of like that because maybe because I'm just not as invested in this, I'm willing to accept some of the, yeah. the changes and the the alterations and stuff. So no, I mean it does it it's it's probably not going to be great, but it's probably not going to be nearly as bad as as it we all felt like it was going to be. So it'll probably be a middle of the road comic book movie. Just judging by this trailer. All right, go Joe. And Miles Teller does not look that bad in it. I didn't think like he looks like he's actually playing Reed, so that's something. Um, I didn't like this trailer at all. Um, although I will say it's since our opinions were so low, I really was expecting like what we got from the synopsis, the Fantastic right? Clerks, yeah, um, where it's just which I actually would have loved if it's just the Fantastic Four like working in a Seven Eleven, yeah, it was Seven Eleven. Um, and it's just like really low scale. It's just Doom is just like knocking shit off the shelves and goes gallon smashing or something. And that's what they have to fight. It's like, I would have loved that. Um, I'm sure Fantastic Four fans wouldn't have loved it. But you know what? Uh, go suck an egg. I don't care. Um, but, oh, God. Honestly, the only one who looks like he's trying in this movie is Miles Teller. Um, 
Michael Michael think- B. Jordan, who I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I was actually down when they announced it because like he's got he's got that Johnny Storm swagger. He's got like the 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 personality. The None of that was in this trailer. He really? is just oh no, I didn't see a shred of that. I he think, is like I feel he like- is like just monotone throughout the whole thing. Just looks really bored. And then what little we see of Ben Grimm is the same thing. Exactly the same thing. He's just like yeah, I'm here. Um. I just nothing about this movie looks interesting to me. Um, I uh, and the the trailer is like I, th- I think is a pretty bad trailer because it just goes through like the Fantastic Four like their their origin like plot by plot point by plot point. And it's just like really formulaic and it's just uh, no good action shots really. Um, spoilers for the trailer. There's a thing jumps out of an airplane and explodes when he hits the ground but he's fine it's like uh that was your big money shot i that was lame um i don't know i'm, I'm i don't know I, I don't i'll see it if one of you guys goes to see it but i just i have no thoughts one way or the other no good thoughts about this movie i think the film looks great podcast over <laughs> no I, I don't i don't think it looks that good i think it looks very pretty looks like a very prettily shot movie. I feel like if it was like Chronicle 2 or something, it would have been sweet. I would have been totally down. I'm excited to see Michael B. Jordan. I feel like even though he's not, he doesn't quite have, you don't see much of the Johnny Storm in him in this trailer. I feel like he's at least kind of like doing something with it a little bit. Like he, it's a weird, it's weird because it feels like he's very straight laced compared to Reed. Like Reed, Reed feels like the Joker and the guy who's kind of like, and that's not normally that's not the dynamic that's, of the Fantastic that's the Four. That's the exact at all. wrong, yeah, exactly. dynamic. It's, so, I don't get me wrong. I think they totally screwed up the characters. I don't think this is going to be a good Fantastic Four movie at all. I think it'll be entertaining. I, I think I'll have fun with it, oof. but I'm not expecting anything out of it, and I don't have that much fondness for the Fantastic Four. So, is it weird that I'm more concerned about the representation of Doctor Doom than I am about the actual like title team? No. Thank you. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's important. Yeah, D- Dr. Doom is, is cooler than all of them. Doom, I mean, Doom is hard to get wrong. Like, just look at the comic book and do that. It's not hard. From, from a visual perspective, yeah, it's very hard to get wrong. There's really not that much tweaking you have to do to that costume. But yeah, it looks like they just, they just like, glued tinfoil to his face. It's from terrible. The it's terrible. It looks bad. It looks worse than the Fantastic Four, the previous two movies. I'll say that. Yeah. Doom's, Doom's costume was not terrible in those. It Doom wasn't great, was, but it was. Doom was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Well, oh, we could go on forever about that. Yeah, movie, you know? I don't. I, w- I don't want to mess mess the time on that. It's not these, worth this. Yeah, these so. two, these next two are, are the big ones. Uh, Gojo, I'm going to go to you first on this. Cool. We got the teaser for Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. All right, so I'm actually coming straight from um, what was supposed to be an advanced screening <laughs> of the uh, the Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice uh, teaser. Advanced and enhanced. Darn enhanced. it, Brazil! Yes, yeah. uh, from the Henry Ford IMAX theater, um, which is the largest screen in the state of Michigan. Um, uh, and it was uh, every time I see this trailer or this teaser, mm. uh, I like it more. Um, Interesting. Originally, I saw it, and it was. I think I saw it on on my on my phone, and it, that doesn't really do it justice. So shame on me, Dawn of um, Justice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I know Superman is supposed to be a lighter, happier, uh, you know, kid friendly like 
hero and like wee superman um but i love the the i just i'd love bringing him into a real world that's i think superman has been missing that um even a little bit in Man of Steel, I think. Well, maybe not so much. Uh, I take that back. But in pretty much all the Christopher Reeve ones, those were basically cartoons. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah. but um, seeing seeing like an actual Superman in a realistic world that's probably not going to be very happy that he's here, um, or that is going to be really happy he's here. It's going to be like he's just going to split everybody like one way or the other very far, and seeing. I'm excited to see how the world deals with this. Um, the teaser doesn't really give you much, which is cool. Um, but uh, I would have liked, I would have liked to know a little, a little more. Still, yeah. if they're going to sell me on this movie, I need to know why these two are beefing, and that they they don't really go into that. Except maybe Batman is mad because Superman's stolen his spotlight. Uh, that's that's <laughs> honestly that's the. That's well, all we, I can get from this. We have the assumptions early on that it was because Superman has like destroyed Metropolis in the third act of Man of Steel and Batman wants to bring him to justice. That's kind of that's what's in the ether as to what this movie is actually about. I think that sounds like kind of a half baked fan theory to me. Yeah. Um I if I had to guess, it's gonna be that like uh Lex Luthor, who is probably gonna be the villain in this, uh the main villain. I don't think we're gonna be lucky enough to get Doomsday or anything like that, but he's probably stoking the the anti Superman fires and then somehow Batman doesn't see immediately through that and tries to come and fight Superman. I don't know. I don't wanna make plot speculation on it. I just wanna talk about the teaser. So all the plot speculation that you've already heard, just to erase that from your memory. <laughs> um but I think uh yeah, I, I like the teaser. It's it's good. Um if if you're okay with a darker tone uh, Superman movie, because it's not actually a Superman movie, but whatever. If you're okay with a darker tone, I think you're. I think it's going to look really good. All right, Willie, your thoughts? Um, I wasn't a huge fan, and I, I guess it, part of it is probably the fact that I'm I'm neither a Batman or a Superman fan. Not really. Um, I wouldn't. You're not disres- a DC guy. I wouldn't disrespect the fans of those two characters by saying I'm some sort of fan because I'm not. Yeah. Um, I. I guess I was kind of hoping for them to take Superman and after Man of Steel in a direction that felt more like the last 10 or so minutes of that movie. A little more traditional, but with that hint of the edge that we got from Man of Steel. You know, Superman actually fighting things. Yeah. Which it looks like he will in this movie. I just don't know how that fight doesn't end in three seconds. Um <laughs> I never understood the Batman versus Superman thing. It makes no sense. Prep time. I can't wait to see how they write their way into this prep or time. out of it. <sighs> prep, prep, prep time montage. So anyway, no, it, it didn't blow me away. I guess I'm kind of we'll, we'll have to wait to see some more. I guess, but I don't. Um, I'm not nuts about. I wish that there's two very distinct worlds that these two inhabit. Gotham is an absolute, complete, different place than. Metropolis. Metropolis, and I want to see the dichotomy not only of the two characters interacting, but the two worlds. I want to see Batman and Metropolis, and I want to see Superman and Gotham. We get a little bit of Superman and Gotham. Really? It seemed like it. That's, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that's that's seriously like oh. I didn't. I, I was thinking this. Oh, was that's right. You didn't watch. I'm sorry. Batman coming to 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 Metropolis. I say that's my... interesting. I, I I would like to see that as as somebody who who I've never seen Batman. Anywhere other than Gotham, give it to me. But we, but we see, we see Gotham, and I'm pretty it. sure it's Gotham. Interesting. It's raining and dark, <laughs> so it's I suppose, probably. I suppose they, they did film in Detroit, so 
Yeah. Um, so, but no, I, it's it's an interesting teaser. I I don't want to judge it too harshly, but I'm not super nuts about what I saw so far. That being said, real quick. Yeah. Um, Tim, Tim. So we should say Nick. Nick was probably the most positive in our group of friends about this, but Nick couldn't be here today because he's on assignment. Yes. And, and Nick, and Nick then, truly had some had some some very positive things to say about it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched that he's positive about it. He was I happy am. about the imagery that he saw. I am. He was, he was, he was happy about the, the, the tone of it. And, and I think he's excited to see more. Tim, yeah. on the other hand, is probably the most negative person. He couldn't be here tonight either, but Willie has some. In true some, Tim form. And I hope he doesn't mind me doing this, but, but I received a random text at about midnight on Thursday. Okay. And it said this, Oh boy, that leaked Batman Superman trailer is junk. If I were to come up with a parody of what I thought a Zack Snyder Batman and Superman movie would be, it would look exactly like this. I was so upset, it drove me to tweet, <laughs> which he did. Um, and if you follow Tim on, on Twitter, you would see... At TimLong1TW. He would see that he said, The new Superman movies are real bummers for people who actually like Superman. <laughs> um, and just a couple others. <laughs> oh, man. Are they serious with Affleck's voice? It's everything I hoped it wouldn't be. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, that's about it. That's about it. All right. Yep. Well, you know. I, I, Tim could hate on something. This is the unique ability of Tim as a member of this podcasting crew. He could hate on something I absolutely adore, and somehow I'd find it more funny than upsetting. So <laughs> No, it's true. It's true. Well, I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll be talking about. Yeah, Batman versus uh, Nick Superman. and Nick and Tim will be on. At They'll some have point, and they can they can because we we don't really care one way or the other. Yeah, we um, we are we are the least caring group about Batman um, versus Superman. Honestly, I, any Justice League movie that doesn't have Martian Manhunter can pretty much just go take us <laughs> take a flying leap. I don't care. I don't really care about. Where's the movie. Where's Martian Manhunter v Lobo? Jonja owns. Oh my God! <laughs> Give me just yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter v. Lobo, Dawn of Awesome. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. All right. Finally, uh, now that we only have a minute and 20 to talk about it. No, That's gonna, okay. I, I, feel like, I, feel oh. like, I feel like we... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys four minutes to talk about the Star Wars Episode Ooh. 7. Star Wars the, the Force Awakens trailer. Oh, First God. official trailer has come to light at Star Wars Celebration. Will you look like... You'll you'll have more to say. You're Gojo I think this will be like the first time I get to really talk about Star Wars. Right. On so I'm just going to yeah, knock go out what I have to say real quick. We'll let we'll let Willie go. Um it looks like a Star Wars movie. More so than the prequels? Yeah. Okay. Gojo, your thoughts. Well, oh god. Um I have sworn off getting excited about this movie um, because I'm, I'm feeling like Tina Turner uh, after <laughs> after visiting with Ike after the prequels. And it's like I refuse to get excited about anything Star Wars until it is good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've also been known to make some really shitty uh, almost crossing the line analogies. No, that was great. So that was, that was good? great. Okay. Because no, that's how I feel. I laugh because it's perfect. What's love got to do with it indeed? <laughs> I, 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 I really wanted to say that line from Lyle Liar. Anybody remember that line? Hit me again. Uh, hit me I can... again. I can put some steak on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. Honestly, the only thing that is keeping me from being excited now is my own stupid pledge that I won't get excited because yeah. this was a really good teaser. Um. It gave you just it. It didn't tell you anything. Um. Really about what's happening in the movie. Um. 
and yet it sets up the world just so flawlessly. Uh, it just really I'm everybody's seen it. If you're at home, every you've all seen it. I'm going to spoil it. Alex, it. Alex hasn't seen it. I don't know how that's possible, but God. I've okay. seen, I've seen uh, like, I, that's the just, biggest thing that I hate is that every single friggin' news item that Slash Film has from now the on last shot. is going to have a shot from the teaser until it, or from the trailer until the new trailer comes out. So I'm going to see everything at some point, but it's, I still don't want to see any of it. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, A, it looks beautiful. Um, I guess the planet isn't Tatooine. I guess it's Jakku. Ja- Jakku. I think, Jakku? I, I think um, that's a misdirect, though. Th- right. It could be. I don't know. They're calling it. and like, But whatever. I don't want to talk about things I don't know. The great, the thing I loved about the trailer uh, was Talking all about the, things we all the don't callbacks. know is like the hallmark of this podcast, Ghost. That's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's true. Nerd dribble, go. Um, <laughs> it's the, so many just callbacks to the original trilogy. Not, not so much... Not so much callbacks, but just using using all the imagery from uh, just like the uh, the the lines, like the the only lines in the in the teaser really are pulled from Luke in Return of the Jedi, um, and it's and it's talking it it adapts. They've adapted it so well from them that moment in Jedi to what's probably going to be the story in in was this seven seven yeah yep. um, and you just it, it feels like it was actually meant for this trailer which is really cool but yeah it was just lifted straight from jedi um uh, i know i I know early on they said they weren't going to be including anything from the expanded universe but we've clearly got some remnants of the empire in it which is makes perfect sense and i mean they did a lot of that in the books but i i'm it seems like a straight they, up lie. They probably just reserve the right to cherry pick from what they. Yeah, want. which I wish they would have just said that, and not yeah. lie to my. This, face. this, um, honestly, and I want to say this feels like an absolutely organic continuation of what that universe would be like post yeah. post rebellion. It does, yeah. and uh, just it. I think Willie nailed it. It it feels like it's starting to feel like a Star Wars movie, and I don't know if that's just because of the, the they're using all the old. It could just be because they're using all the old image, and then they're just gonna they're gonna just pull a switcheroo on us. It's just gonna be uh, Star Wars into darkness. But um, <laughs> but oh, yeah, see now you understand why I'm worried. All Gojo, right? you just brought me through such a range of emotion because I was like, Gojo is almost acknowledging that we're getting a new Star Wars movie, and I was I have tears in my eyes right now. And then he made it Star Wars into darkness. And I'm thank like, you. Now oh. you understand exactly what is going on in my soul right there, now. There's a very different kind of tears in your eyes now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Your tears. Those are my tears inside for Star Wars. Except I keep them in. Because of <laughs> foolish male pride. Um, Real quick, favorite moment in the trailer, other than the moment that, of course, is everybody's favorite. Love it. Just one shot. If, that, if we're not talking the end, the right. end of the trailer, which was right. also the end of my, the the end of the first one was my favorite. In that, it was the mm-hmm. only part I liked in that one. Um, the the star destroyer. That's what I've heard the, tell of the, the ruined star it's destroyer. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. God. Oh man! And then. Yeah, you know yeah. what mine was. I, I have to get this out there. The per the cloaked figure with the synthetic hand, with the, the robot hand, clearly affectionately stroking R two D 2s face. Mm. Oh my god! It's, I don't. I don't think we even need to. I, obviously, we know who that is. But yeah. um, but 
I just, yeah, we're getting very close to showing actual Star Wars characters now, and it's exciting. But again, <laughs> and the new ones look cool too. I just want to throw it out like, like, yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued by all of these new characters. We got a all. name for Sithish guy, Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Yeah. yeah, Kylo Ren. Okay. Is his name is the is the guy with the hilted lightsaber, which looks badass. I'm sorry, I don't care. I, oh, it looks badass. Hate it looks hate. badass. It's but totally not practical, guys. Goodbye, fingers. I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> to be uh, to be fair, a lightsaber is a dumb weapon to have to begin with. I'm just saying it's not smart to carry around with you. But anyway, uh, okay, just for Star Wars nerd fandom, uh, this is a new character. I just want to confirm that. As a new character, whereas I'm sure we're going to be getting some solo Skywalker children. Um, whether they're going to reuse the names or not, I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it because they probably just want to be different. But, okay, you do that. Uh, one thing, last thing I was disappointed with. Chewie looks exactly the same yeah, as he did in seven. That was that was my joke on exactly Nick's post. Exactly the same. Now okay, he has we're going, not aged a day. Not, but what's no. what is Wookiee lifespan? Uh, we're looking at about three hundred years for a Wookiee. So, so it's reasonable. it makes sense, but it doesn't it doesn't make film sense. I wanted yeah. a few grays, like just a few, because yeah. it'd be kind of cool. In 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 Empire Strikes Back, he looked older than he does in in seven. In the seven teaser, so you feel like um, they've somehow regressed from where they, they were. They are. They were looking to recreate that iconic shot of of Han holding out the blaster and Chewie behind him with the bokeh. They were looking to reca- recapture that. I, I feel like they're looking to recapture his look from four instead of all of it. Okay. Because, but then Chewie from five and six is is prime Chewie because he's got that middle part and he looks a little shaggy but he's just straight balling because he's fucking Chewie um, whereas <laughs> Chewie in four he's a little derpy <laughs> hadn't found his footing yet but you love him uh, I, yeah. that is the one frame of this that I've seen so far and I will say the thing that got me most excited was seeing the bowcaster <laughs> it's like Chewie's holding the bowcaster Fuck. right now that's awesome yes. I hope he just <laughs> I hope we get to see some expert Chewy marksmanship because we only got to see that once in the original trilogy. And man, Chewy does work. He just shoots this speeder bike like Beautiful. it's nothing. I could talk about Star Wars for four days. All right, we should we should move on. I yeah. did want to hit some film news before we got into our yes. spoiler sec- segment. Uh, real quick, I'm going to give us like a minute per. Uh, Ryan Gosling is supposedly in negotiations for Blade Runner two. Directed by Denis Villeneuve of uh, The Place Beyond the Pines fame. Let me just say real quick, I have nothing to say about this. Okay. Willie. Hey, you guys remember Sean Young's performance in the first Blade Runner? (laughs) Yeah. This is going to be a nice (laughs) companion piece to that. Do you want a lot of staring at things? Do you want wooden? Get Gosling. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. I hope he's not the main character because he's awful. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I, he seems like a nice guy. No, he's terrible though. I'm down. I like Gosling, and I can see what he would kind of bring to the. He kind of like he's not Deckard, but he's real quiet, and you would think you could put a bunch of voiceover over the top of him if you were the studio. So what if what <laughs> if he's just like an unprogrammed replicant, and he's just like a dead robot, a blank slate? Yes, and he's perfect casting. There you go. All right. <laughs> No, no, I I don't hate Ryan. I'm uh, no, I don't like him. But um, <laughs> I I I bounce around with Blade Runner too, 
And it's like every piece of news either gets me really excited or not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Denis or Dennis or whatever his name it's is, Denis, Villanueva, I believe. Um, he got me excited. Ryan Gosling, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, whatever. We'll see. It's not totally confirmed yet. No, so and, and if not he's, if, I'm not going to lose all hope because Ryan Gosling is is staring throughout the rest of the film. No, whatever. We'll see. Okay. And I probably should have led. This would have been a good segue out of Star Wars. We got the first, the, wow, the first plot details of Star Wars Rogue One, uh, the first standalone uh, uh, Gareth Ed- Evans. Evans. <laughs> uh, they, Godzilla Gareth? No, wait, oh. Edwards. Gareth. It's Godzilla Edwards. It's, it's Gareth Godzilla Edwards. Gareth. Yeah. Okay. God, Godzilla, stop uh, yeah. it, Edwards and Evans. Godzilla Edwards, as he's now known. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> The plot that uh, it is about a band of people. It is not bounty hunters. I think it is a it is a band of of rebels that are banding together to steal the plans for the Death Star, which are then Ooh. yeah then given to yeah. R2, D2, or, I'm well, gonna be, Leia. I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest. I didn't I didn't care about any Star Wars side projects until I just heard that right Dude, now. Dude, that the is first time. awesome. They said it's gonna be an Ocean's Eleven style heist film in space. I Isn't hope it's awesome? not like like heist music throughout. No. Although that would also <laughs> like, be really fucking no, I want it. I want like an Ocean's Eleven like jazzy heist score, and they like they're not going to walk away from this. But I want them to walk away from it in like orange flight suits and with like their <laughs> thumbs in their pockets and like yeah, we pulled off this some, fucking heist. Some fifties big band going on. Oh, God. I, I will say this is an opportunity to get a little bit more experimental with the Star Wars movies, and I, yeah. I like that. I hope they do. I want to see a cast that's more diverse in terms of alien races this time around with actual important roles. Yeah, they wanted to do that I think with the Star Wars prequels of the Jedi, but they don't do anything with those people's yeah. characters so they just it, shit I, I, film wise yeah so i hope edwards is able to find an interesting group of alien races to make up this oceans 11 type crew for yeah. okay for any star wars this this holds true for any star wars side uh project um which i know it's it's not going to happen but i don't want any any major established characters in these films yeah um i agree this one shouldn't be too hard i mean I feel like they're probably going to throw in an obligatory scene with Vader somewhere. Yeah, but he'll be um, there. Yeah, in the background or something. Like, yeah, it'll yeah. happen. Vader will happen. Um, but I, I, I'd love this. This is the perfect opportunity to kind of branch out and make a Star Wars universe in film instead of just a Star Wars saga. Um, this sounds really cool. I kind of hope I would. I would hope they would go back to like to make maybe make it look like it was shot in the seventies. That would be like perfect, um, and maybe if the effects were maybe just intentionally a little shitty, um, <laughs> maybe they they don't do like a perfectly great job on the effects. They might just um, try to make it a much less effects heavy kind of movie. They might just well, try to go really practical with it. If it's called know? Rogue One, it's this is a story about Rogue Squadron, which, to be perfectly frank, doesn't exist before <laughs> doesn't exist before Star Wars. There's your Star Wars nerd for this segment. Um, <laughs> but it's their 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 X wing pilots, their yeah. fighter pilots. So it's it's got to be. There's going to be a lot of dogfighting. Is this which, Biggs and Wedge? Are they like Rogue One or not necessarily? No, no. no. Uh, okay. Well, maybe Wedge, Wedge. Was, Wedge was Rogue leader at some point. Biggs died before. Spoilers for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Biggs died before Rogue Squadron was a thing. Luke Skywalker started Rogue Squadron between um, Star Wars and Empire. Um, okay. So what I would love is this if this was like what if it was like a heist movie mixed with like a Top Gun in space? I just farted because it's so exciting. 
apologies to any ladies out there who don't want to hear about people farting. Don't listen to the Game Nerds podcast because that's all that happens. But, God, that would be really cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm, this gives me hope for the, for the Star Wars anthologies, which they're yeah. officially now called series. Yes. Yes. That is the title card. Is, it's uh, Star Wars on the top and then Rogue One in the middle and then anthologies on the bottom. So that is what the, the expanded universe films are going to be. Well, whatever you want to call them. But yep. anyway, you know. Cool. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> I will say just real quick, I'm still against. Uh, I am super against any Yoda or Boba Fett films. And any other, even expressly, the Han Solo one, don't want it. I don't yeah. want any. I don't want any main characters in my spinoff films. Give me Star Wars fifteen fifteen. Give me a freaking Reyes film, uh, <laughs> Jack Porkins film. I want to see how he got to where he was when he just randomly blew up in Star Wars. Clearly, uh, Grizz Fricks is the Grizz only. Fricks needs 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 a tail. <laughs> ice cream ice, ice cream maker guy. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Will Rowe Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Will Rowe fucking Hood. These guys have stories. If you don't know who we're talking about, you need to read my uh, my treatise on racial diversity in the Star Wars. Yes, it is, it's really good. It's on MidwestFilmNerds.com, um, and I'll link to it in the show notes as well. So. I'm saying this because I don't feel like enough of my friends read it, and I'm really disappointed. It's, it's really good. It's Thank beautifully you. written. Thank you. <laughs> it is, it I don't is know if I ever told you I read it, but I did, and I like it. Good. Thank you. Thank you for boosting my already low self esteem. Um, <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, Gojo. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep me. Keep me here. Uh, I'm done. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break because we are going to go directly into Daredevil spoilers. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers for Netflix, All 13. Yes, all 13 episodes. We're no holds barred going into spoilers for Daredevil. So uh, please pause quickly as we're going to a break. And we will be back in spoiler territory for Daredevil Season 1 on Netflix. Hey everybody, Future Alex here. We recorded Monday night, so now I'm cutting in on Tuesday night with the winner of our It Follows soundtrack giveaway. We got a total of three entries, so we clearly need to step up our giveaway game. But congratulations to At Movie Time Dave or David Steele. You're the one who won the soundtrack. Uh, David Steele tweeted at us saying, Thinking about popping in my Fright Night Laserdisc, and he provided us with a picture of this deluxe widescreen edition of... uh, the Fright Night Laserdisc. Good thing it's widescreen. If it's full screen, you should throw that thing out immediately and burn it. Do it in the reverse order, though. So, uh, David, I'm going to DM you the uh, details on Twitter for how you can get the soundtrack. But thank you to everybody who participated. And please look for more giveaways in the future. And now back to our break and then into spoiler Terry for Daredevil. <laughs> Here we are in spoiler Terry for Daredevil, season one. Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix, not Mark Stephen Johnson's Daredevil, which oh. is the... Uh, I came ill-prepared in that the case. Ben, <laughs> the Ben Affleck movie. Uh, Gojo, you wanted to start off. You did some uh, reconnaissance for our previous discussion oh, last shit, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the best and most gruesome, the most gruesome scene in the series was Kingpin 
fucking smashing the Russian's head head in the door yep. an absurd number of times to the point where it got uncomfortable to watch. So I thought, you know, this is very important. I need to know exactly how many times his head gets smashed in the car door. And it is 22 times. 22. 22 times his, until it just rips right off um, yeah, or maybe disintegrates. Close to the exact quote from our, from our, uh, from our, from last uh, week's episode, yeah. oh. somebody said twelve, and then Nick was like, "At least double that." So it's it's just shy, of, just shy of two dozen times. Yeah. Um, oh god, yeah. Wesley even had to leave the car because, like, okay, this but is, he, but this still, is more than normal. He I need still to... had complete compo- oh, composure, yeah. oh, though. Yeah. He's just like, well, mm, well, he's he's getting bad again. This, this is time. this is not Wesley's first rodeo. It's a tantrum again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's brutal. It is very brutal. It is. And then Owlsley gets off so easy compared to that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, let's compare their crimes against Kingpin here. <laughs> one guy one guy interrupted dinner, gets his head head smashed in a door twenty times. Owlsley just gets chucked down a just chucked down an elevator shaft just, for almost despite, killing his yeah. his fiance here. Yeah. It's like, oh come on, Kingpin. You could have at least ripped him in half or something. <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Because which, that's which, something I wanted Owlsley. Owlsley? Okay. Um, I, I want to get my negative thoughts out first. Yeah. It's a bummer that they killed off as many supporting characters as they did. Totally. Huge bummer. And I think totally. a mistake. Ben Urick being the biggest mistake. Yeah, absolutely. No. And that, that was Nick's main point. Something that he brought up last week, but didn't really get to. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not cool. Like I'm, I'm bummed about that. I'm legitimately like there was so much to do with the Ben Urick character and it's just gone and that sucks. Yeah. Um, we should say Gojo and I are not as big of Daredevil fans, so I don't think yeah. it affected us as much. But kind of knowing who Ben Yurick is and who he becomes in the Daredevil saga, and, and even in the last ten years of comics, Ben Yurick has become. Usually, when Marvel does a big event, they haven't done it in a little while, but usually, when Marvel does a big event now. They have a a side series of comics that support that event. All about Ben Urich covering whatever's going oh, on. Shit. That's awesome, and it's very cool, and it's it's a bummer. That's the biggest yeah. loss. But Nick, he, and I wanted to say Nick's main suggestion for fixing that was to kill Ben Urich's wife instead of Ben. Just that to works get, better to get Ben more invested. Plus, he doesn't have the weight of needing to take the higher job in order to pay for his wife. But his see, wife's care. The thing with that is, um, killing Ben Urich was. That killing his wife would not have Kingpin wouldn't have even thought of that yeah. because Yurik's wife is not the problem. Yurik is the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, That's true. That's as true. far as the audience is concerned, I don't think that would have as nearly as much of an no, impact. No, and I will say that the, the death of Ben Yurik and when it happens and how it happens does raise the stakes significantly. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like all bets are off at that point. And yeah. I, I honestly, as somebody who doesn't, who a didn't know anything about really about Daredevil going in, and B didn't think it was going to con- the Daredevil series was going to continue. I thought it was, I thought it was a it was ballsy, and I didn't really hate it. Uh, I hated to see him go, but I thought as far as like if this is just its own one series, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, because. Holy shit, now things are really getting serious. Kingpin just fucking straight up chokes out this old chokes this old man to death because he visited his mother. Uh this is a this is a villain I am afraid. Of. This is like the first straight up really evil thing Kingpin does. Um and where you realize this guy is nuts. Like 
No question anymore. He yeah. is he is not somebody anybody should be fucking with. Yeah, he um and, and D'Onofrio rocks throughout. I oh, mean, geez. I mean from beginning to end D'Onofrio delivers the best performance of the series. There's no question. Charlie Cox is a close second. Yeah. But um it, also the loss of the loss of Wesley hit me weirder than I thought it would. Absolutely. Yeah. Um it the, was just the mainly just how suddenly it just it just happens. Yeah. But I can accept that at least. Um and and losing Owsley's kind of a bummer too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was kind of bummed about it. I like He's so much fun. Bob Gunton yeah. is a ton of fun and this is the first time I've seen him in a long time where he's really he's playing a character. Yeah. He's not just kind of doing his usual. Like he is doing his usual shtick to a certain extent. But he feels like a very unique Bob Gunton performance. I dig that. Like, I like that. There's a so, significant amount of slime on this Bob Gunton than there is in, like, 24 Bob Gunton. Yes. Which is also kind of shady, too. Oh, he but always is. Owsley's got, like, a real, like, I don't give a fuck about any of you. He's gross. Like, the moment of him walking into the hospital with Kingpin's uh, uh, girlfriend on the stretcher, and he's like, but you should really maybe check me out. Am I know. I okay? He's such a dick. It's so good. It's he, a beautiful moment for for the owl. He's great. And, and and one can hope that as cheesy as it would be that there's like a Ben Urich Jr. out there. Like a son of Ben Urich. Who, well, they who, did at one point specifically say uh, if, he had a, if he had a child, he would have wanted her to be just like you. So it's like to, to Karen. no kids. To yeah, to Karen. Karen. Page, yeah. yeah, so no kids. No, sorry. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. Maybe we'll get Peter Parker as a reporter. Huh? Although no, not Leland happened, Owsley but. had a son that he spoke about a lot, so maybe the owl is yet, the actual owl is yet to come. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> he did have that awesome green suit that was made for him that never actually got used. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. I, but <laughs> I, I don't want to see the owl. I'm just kidding. That's a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel I feel like a lot of the 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 concerns over character deaths are are more based in the automatic well i don't know if it's is is there going to be a second season i've heard there was we don't we don't, we don't really know, know. Okay. like it's, there's currently the way that the roadmap is laid out for netflix is that jessica jones is coming later this year we've got luke cage and probably iron fist next year and then defenders is happening after that I, whether or not the positive reaction of daredevil will make them be like we need to get this on the books now or whether or not that makes them know Okay, we have somewhere to go after Defenders happens. Yeah, I think that w- I think it would be great if we get more Daredevil, but I think the negative reactions to character deaths is based entirely on the idea that these characters have more to go beyond yeah. this. Oh, series. totally, totally. But if if this was uh, just a one-off movie and all this shit was happening, I thought it, I would think I thought it was perfect. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. I I will totally admit that me as a as a comic book fan. And liking some of those characters, maybe even more than I should, um, is informing my opinion of those deaths. Absol- oh, absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. Except for Wesley, who I could give two shits about normally, but in this show I was like, oh, oh I like so that guy. Good. He's just a beautiful, not really foil, but partner to Fist. He's an incredibly interesting, that, that relationship is fascinating. Absolutely. It, it's, fa- I, I don't know, uh, it's, a, it's sad to see it go, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I Obviously... Um, as we've said, the the D'Onofrio's performance of of Fisk is the far and away the best in the series. Streets but, ahead, as some oh, would God. say. <laughs> but um, it was a little hard for me to believe that this character could actually build a criminal empire. If that makes sense, because he's like really 
timid and awkward most of the time. He almost he almost seems and I don't mean to offend anybody, he almost seems like he's on the spectrum somewhere where there like like there's like he has some sort of like actual legitimate issue that that Absolutely. he's had since he was a kid he and beat his father to death with a hammer. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah. He, so he's it plays that up. way. Yeah. But I but I feel um, like he's one of those people who does have a group of 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 maybe not necessarily trusted people. Although Wesley's in there, and and Elitzer's uh, well, the- character is also in there too, but you feel as though maybe he had the ability, like he had people around him that could have helped him. Which is, but we don't get enough about that. I would have, I would have liked people. overall in the series. I would have liked a lot more fleshing out of the Empire. Yeah, uh, the criminal, the Kingpin criminal Empire, um, because he has really great relationships with Gao and. Um, and Wesley and, and Owsley. Owsley. Yeah, a little bit with Owsley. Um, not so much with uh, Nobu. Nobu and the Russians. They're a little more standoffish. Feels like they were like added late to the game. Yeah, like but they were. Yeah, yeah. I just, that's the only thing about Kingpin that bothers me is I don't really get the sense that he was at ever, at any point ever confident enough to actually build, to build what yeah. he built. It's it's the dichotomy of the characters. It's, like it's really interesting to watch, but it's also a little harder to believe because of it. Especially without his uh, his his lady, like without yeah. um, like she she definitely kind of yeah. Brings, Vanessa kind of brings him into you know yeah. And I, I wanted calms to bring him up, down. I wanted you know? to bring up uh, uh, Joanna Robinson of a cast of Kings and and many other amazing podcasts that are out there. I spoke to her on the Ones Who Knock. Uh, uh, finale episode she she did a few tweets she said i'm not sure that I properly articulated my feelings about this vanessa slash fisk relationship on daredevil and how good it makes the show some supervillains have innocent girlfriends who get close to redeeming them and then die tragically pushing them pushing the villain to go darker she says this isn't that some supervillains have an equally villainous partner who shares in their schemes this isn't that either it's something in the middle and then she says uh she humanizes him, but doesn't canonize him. It's so good, and I totally agree. Oh, it's absolutely! Like, yeah. It's such a different like girlfriend character, girlfriend to villain character. It's like than... she she knows who he is, and she wants him to be the best he can be. Yep. Um, but she doesn't care who she doesn't care who gets stepped on because of that. It's, yeah. It's she's not she's it's weird because she's not a bad like per like a bad person as in like a bad guy. But she totally wants bad guy things to happen. Well, she's <laughs> she's, she's a very strange character. She's the ultimate enabler. Oh God, yeah. I yeah. mean, here's a woman who clearly has the biggest hold on him of anybody who's ever had a hold on him, except for maybe his mother. We're not quite sure about everything about that relationship, but she has a hold on him. It's similar, maybe like even perhaps that yeah, might be, yeah, yeah. And she could easily, well, maybe not easily, but I feel like she's the one person in the, on this planet that could turn Wilson Fisk around. Yeah, that could legitimize him. That could make him a legitimate businessman. Make him all the things that he's claiming to be to the public. But she chooses to go. I kind of like the darkness in this. She's guy. Like I, be- I believe in your plan. Yeah, yeah. Kind and of- I and you know what? I'm cool with you moving forward with that. The way you're moving forward with that. Yeah. And if you've got to kill innocent people to do it, then yeah, all right. That's what needs to happen. Uh, the last, th- maybe the last thing we should probably say on Kingpin is, um, our, our, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and co-opt the last word on Kingpin because <laughs> I'm the bald one here. Um, I, I would, I would have liked to see him before her. Um, a little more. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he does. Maybe we don't 
our first scene of Kingpin should not be these two meeting because she's they say it a lot in at the in the last half of the season is that she is she's changes him. Yeah. She changes him a lot and changes who he is, but we don't get to see that. No. And I think that would have solved my problem with believing Kingpin's empire. Yeah. Because basically mm-hmm. when we're introduced to it, it's already falling apart. Yeah. Um so that was that's my major complaint with the series would be that. Yeah, and that might have giving a little bit more of that beforehand might have helped with the problem that he had of him not being believable as to putting the whole organization together. Yeah, yeah. Like I would maybe yeah. maybe getting a little bit more on that would have been helpful on many fronts. Yeah, seeing seeing the the Kingpin crime syndicate running at like full steam uh probably would have cleared it up. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah, and I, I will say my my only other complaint that I want to throw out there is is the <laughs> the last episode is a little derpy. I'm sorry it is. It is. It um, is. It and, and you know what's strange about it? I feel like if the show had led with and this would not have been the right way to go. I'm not I'm not going to say that this is the right the right uh, action <laughs> course of action. But if the show had led with more of the superheroic aspect of it, the music and the costume and all that pronounced theme and Yes. Yeah. I would go. All right, cool. Daredevil is a cool, a cool character. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him kick some ass. A little more along the lines of Arrow, perhaps. Yeah. Arrow's grounded, kind of, sort of, but he, he almost has always had the costume, and he's almost always been Green Arrow. Um, this show is so. One of my concerns about the show going in was the costume. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I was like, man, I kind of hope we get the red costume like a few episodes yeah. in. You know, like, and then I wound up going. I'm kind of bummed that the red costume is on screen. And it's not because the red costume is that bad. It's not. It's got some issues. They need to tweak it for season two or Defenders or whatever. I like it way... Number one, I like it way more in motion. And number two, yes. he even says in the show that it's not finished yet. Right. So, and I'm yeah. to- so I'm totally cool with that. There's some issues I have with it. I don't think it's terrible by any means. No. I, I, I think it it's on par with the Affleck costume. And I hate to say that that way, but it is. They're both... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. They're both... They're both tangible real world versions of what the daredevil costume would look like. Um, this one maybe edges it out a little bit, um, but it, there's moments and, and, and part of it's the music and that's that theme kicking in where it's like, dun, 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 yeah. and I'm like, this is not the show. This is not what the sh- this show has been for. You can't lie to me for nine episodes and then say, no, this is a superhero show now. That's well, interesting. I know going into it, it is, but that's because I'm a fan. What if what if somebody didn't know anything about Daredevil? Nothing. They said Marvel and they went, oh, I kind of like those movies. And then they get this really deep, dark, gritty, nasty, mafioso story with really violent fight scenes, really cool martial arts stuff, and it's real grounded. And then that happens. Yeah. And it doesn't – it's the way the costume it's, – it's some of the shots of, of, of Charlie Cox in costume, these weird hero shots where we're supposed to be like, yeah, get him, Daredevil. He, he has a very, very – like the character changes as soon as that red suit comes on, and it's not gradual, it's, and it's the, – The change isn't, isn't a logical one either because he's – once he puts on the costume, he's become a symbol. He says that himself. He needs a symbol. Uh, but the symbol that he became doesn't really – it didn't really jive with what he wanted to become. Like he wanted yeah. to become, he wanted to just be the devil of Hell's Kitchen, two bad yeah. guys. And now he's, yeah, he it kind of he kind of made maybe took a little bit of a kitty turn into a a little. More it comic came book off like than, that, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it, I think it's it's a blend of things. Like I said, I think it's the music, the cinematography. I think it's it's it, the it, way the the scenes are lit. I'll, I'll say for Nick, he hated the final shot. 
of Daredevil leaping off of the oh yeah the that didn't bug me as much as the standing on the van shot. It's, it's real corny though. Like they could have done cheesy. a way yeah. better. It's job. cheesy. No, yeah, I, th- I think to your point, yeah, the if not the whole last episode, at least like the last half of the last episode feels like a completely different series. It does. And you know what's really funny about this? If they had made a two hour long Daredevil movie where they took the basic ideas of this show and smushed them into two hours of story and it fit more tonally with what Marvel Studios has done thus far, we would all be going, that last shot's fucking awesome. Get it, Daredevil. <laughs> but they didn't do that. And that's great well, that they didn't do that. But then don't flip the script. They, and yeah. And the, and the concept. It's like at the end they decided they needed to make this um, a Marvel product and make it big and splashy, and they kind of just they they just for that last last heartbeat they took they took their eye off the ball. I think it, well, it just feels very much like a shoehorn. Like they like they like they waited too late to get him into that costume and to really form the Daredevil character to get him out of the this. These are my black fatigues with weird black helmet. They they waited a little bit too long to get him there, and then they just had to do it all at once. Yeah, and and it, it and it should have taken them a little bit more time. Yeah, I, I will say the last fight scene's great. I I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. The actual fight scene itself, most of the time that that's when the costume looks its best because he's yeah. when he's because I mean he's very mobile in the costume. And I, I dug that. It's hard to find a find a blend between the um what looks cool on screen and looks like it, it could it could take a punch. They. They really need to work on their baton hooking because oh. I was so distracted every single time that they went to show him linking the the batons together or pulling them apart because it was a very clear like here's a shot of his hands putting them together or pulling it apart. It's it's, it's I think a, it, was it was a total break in action. To it really me. was, but it, it was like such a new thing that I feel like they had to maybe they focus on a little bit. Maybe they did it too much. Um, but just but, the way that they did it, I wish like it was if, very. It was almost kind of Power Rangersy. I agree. Yeah, and if, and very, if it wasn't such like, like a dark, if it wasn't a dark alley that they were fighting in, if they would have given it a little bit more room and 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 light to breathe and just to kind of show it organically happening in the fight instead of being like fight, 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 fight. Okay, pause. Put Transform. these together, yeah. and then fight, 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 <laughs> and then pause, and then pull them apart. Like if it, if it wasn't that, then I think it would have been a lot. If he better. was doing it mid action. Uh, is what you're saying, right? If he was doing it in the middle exactly. of a fight, kind of like um, God, the perfect example is uh, Winter Soldier. The way he tosses that knife in the middle of the fight, well, like the shot just continues to track. Yes, he's, he's yes. switching so, it from hand to hand, absolutely. and you're not even. It's so cool because they're not making it a point. It's just part of his fighting yes, style. He's just. Yeah, fighting I totally agree. Like, yeah, totally. I totally agree. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, but I want to talk Easter eggs real well, quick. Well, I, I want to. No, let me. Got, oh, go ahead, I, had, go ahead. I had a few bullet points yep. real quick. Gao and the priest are probably my two favorite supporting characters. They're amazing. The God, they're, yeah, they're great. They're so good for completely different reasons. Gao is just like this insanely calculated woman who you would never suspect any of it from. She knows like every language on the planet and God. is verbose in all of them, which is beautiful. So that's awesome. I think you'll see more of her. Don't worry. I can't wait. Uh, College Foggy and Matt are a ton of fun. They were great. They're yeah. so good. And that is the most... That is the most that Eldon Hansen, Eldon Henson ever feels like he is foggy. I feel like Eldon Henson really fits college foggy, and he never quite grew into post-college foggy, which is a bummer to me. I'll say he improves throughout the season. I will he, say yeah. he does improve yeah. throughout the season. I, I feel like a, I maybe I said this last, last week, I don't remember, but I think a big problem with, with him as foggy is that everybody else is just like 
A game, A plus yeah. game. Everybody is so good in this show that, and he's he's all right, um, totally. But that doesn't really cut it when you've got just amazing stuff going on around you. You just look so much weaker. Absolutely. I think that was probably a big part of it. Okay, I've got three other things. Number one, Wesley and the Owl are beautiful together. They oh, just God. they just throw each other shit in <laughs> in so many different ways, and it's such an awesome relationship. And I'm totally bummed that there's not going to be more of it because they're both fantastic together. The like the chemistry between a lot of these characters is so good, and it's something that a lot of other shows don't get. It felt very, God forbid, I say the name Whedon on this show ever again, but it felt very much like ensemble Whedon in terms of like Fisk and his his. Uh, compatriots in that in that group yeah that that group was really cohesive totally yeah Yeah, each pair of characters has a very unique relationship with each other uh there's one shot in episode 11 that i just absolutely loved and it was um matt sitting on the couch or wherever with the balloon that that karen brings to him it just struck me as like here's matt in his apartment holding onto this balloon after feeling like he's let everybody down just kind of sitting there, and, and and it's it's such a beautiful shot. It's so good. It that's like the one shot where like I actually wrote it down. I was like Matt with balloon in episode eleven. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Finally, to lead into the Easter eggs uh, during their internship, uh, Matt and Foggy were representing uh, Roxxon Corporation with their with their with their big their big law firm, and I was that. Made me excited. I heard the name Roxanne, and I was like, mm. "Oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then, uh, have you watched Agent Carter? No, they're a huge part of Agent Carter. Oh, so All right, I gotta get to that. Yeah, I, I, I'm like that's happening soon. Okay, very soon. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust through some of these real quick. Um, the Daredevil initial Daredevil costume, of course, is a reference to Frank Miller's um, "The Man Without Fear." Yep, he wears that ninja esque costume. Um, we get a lot of references to without beating you over the head to the incident. Yep. Which yeah, of course was yeah, that one's clear. Yeah. But what was great about that was it really truly set up the idea that there's a post Avengers world kind of thing. That yeah. and that there are repercussions for an act like this happening. Right. That yeah. this creates a shift in power and people like Wilson Fisk can capitalize on. I, I totally. dug that. That's awesome. Plus Ben Urich has uh like pictures on his back wall had of one articles. from incredible hulk too i don't know if exactly you yeah, yeah. He, he had the hulk with the abomination fight that he covered probably yeah. and then also the the battle for new york and can i just say thank god they didn't beat us over the head with with all this avengers totally stuff. they totally. really didn't yeah. they, they kept it pretty in check which i i was very appreciative of um there are a lot of iron fist references yeah i'm I, i'm uh <laughs> do it uh, Madam Gao is a living Iron Fist reference yep. she clearly is coming from Kunlun and that yes. is insane to me and the fact that I like that character I like that character before she became a reference to that totally and now hopefully please be in the show absolutely and if she is the character that people are thinking she is from the comics then it's gonna be insane <laughs> insane and she totally fits so please um, her heroine is is the Steel Serpent, which is the greatest Iron Fist foe of all time. Um, there are some uh, there's some kanji on one of the shipping crates where the the living weapon um, boy, little Black boy Sky. that you never actually yeah. the, yes is is in, and that is actually Asano oh, Robotics or Asano Robotics. Uh, which is I did look at that I, I I pronounced it but I didn't know Asana Robotics about it. Yep that is Steel Serpent's company Ooh. Awesome that he runs um, 
of course, we have references to a war between the hand. We actually see a hand ninja, which blew my mind that no, I was seeing the, the hand. hand. Well, because they never – they made these kind of obscure references as to what the Japanese yeah. role was in the hit, and they – you didn't really know what the hell they like, were. It could have been the Yakuza. It's like, yeah. They refer to your something. organization. Yeah, and yeah that kind they of never thing. tell you. And then you just see him in the fucking red hand outfit. And you, like, go, oh! you go, wait a second. This totally makes sense. Of course he's hand. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. It, you never question it. You're just yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they, they reference um, Stone, who is uh, Stick's uh, confidant and, and partner oh, yeah. in the comics. Yeah. Um, he speaks with them briefly, and they they run the antithesis of the hand, the chest. So yeah, there wasn't um, enough stick talk in this episode. But we, got, we got <laughs> I think I think that's yeah. coming. So um, we get a Carl Crusher Creole reference, which is cool because he just appeared on Agents of Shield this season. Very yep. neat. Um, there's a reference to the Punisher, a supporting character from the Punisher. Um, there's a Somerville department stores, and there's a character in uh, a long-standing character in Punisher named Mister Somerville who owns a chain of department stores. So oh. there is a Punisher okay. drop in there somewhere. Um, Saint Agnes Orphanage, where ba- or where uh, Matt spent some time as a kid, is the same orphanage that Sky from Agents of Shield spent her time in. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, there is a Stiltman reference in this show. No, please tell me I didn't miss this. You did. Fart. In the <laughs> workshop of um, the gladiator slash, um, oh God, why am I forgetting his name? The guy who makes the suit. Yeah. Um, he, there, you can see Stiltman's legs in the background. Oh! Melvin Potter. Melvin Potter's name. Yeah, Stiltman's legs are literally in the background. Um, Thank God for Stiltman. So good. <laughs> if Oh God, I hope he shows. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> Daredevil villains are terrible. Um <laughs> There are references to Electra, the Greek girl that uh, Matt was dating in college that Foggy mentions. Mm-hmm. That's very much Electra. There was a Stanley cameo in the, in the show. Did anybody catch that? No. He when they go to the police station to drop off uh, Wilson Fisk and the uh, the African American police officer who ends up helping him out is there. There is a picture of Stanley in police uniform on the back of the wall. <laughs> um, like like he's the the sergeant or, or like the yeah, like he's oh yeah God. exactly. Okay, can I just say I. Totally missed that, but I wish they would do more stuff like that. Maybe like more subtle, Stanley like Hitchcockian Stanley drops. That'd be great. That sounds awesome. Oh man, very cool. Um, there are there the barrels on um, that actually blind uh, Matt Murdock. Um, apparently, are were, were made by the Rand Corporation, which Ooh. is what Danny Rand is Iron Fist's father's oh, company. No. Um, the rocks on is mentioned multiple times. Uh, there is a Barton on one of the fight posters in the in the oh. gym. So, per I don't know what that's referencing. Perhaps there's a lot of playing cards in the show. I don't know if you guys notice the use of playing cards frequently. In fact, oh yeah, well, uh, Ben Yurick, Ben Yurick used them all yep. the time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and, the, and then the the uh, the detective who killed his partner was also playing solitaire or something on his table. But but the biggest one, and a lot of people did not notice this. I, I noticed it first time. I got to pat myself on the back here. The sniper that starts taking shots at Matt that's yeah. hired by Wilson Fisk has a bunch of guns in his bag, and he has a fucking playing card in his bag. And I, I'll give you one me. guess of who that was. That's was David Bullseye. Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, Holy shit, that's that was totally awesome. bullseye. That's awesome. So, that's really cool. There's, some, there's so many more, and, and I could just go on forever, but those are some of the cooler ones. Uh, that, you didn't mention Madam Gao. 
Like mm. the oh, much farther away or whatever the fuck. Yeah, no. Yeah, she's, the, she's, the, the the direct reference to to she says like uh, Owlsley. I think yeah, Owlsley's yeah. like you're gonna head back to China or something. She's like what it is racist. significantically further than that. Which yeah. like it's Kunlun. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool references in the show, but none of them are are annoying. Yeah, which is very hard, very fine line to walk. Super so well done. Yeah. I'm I appreciate that, and I hope it continues. So yeah. Uh, getting into final thoughts, I just want to say I am infinitely more excited for the TV shows than I am for the movies in the Marvel Universe. Because yeah. this care. is such, it feel, aside from like Ben Yurick and Wesley, this is, it feels like such a home run. Like, I never could have, like, I never imagined that I would care about Daredevil, but this is, it's a perfect incarnation. It makes me care. It makes me want more. Yeah. So... That's those are my final thoughts. I want more. No, yeah, give, give me give me more Marvel TV on Netflix. Yeah, Absolutely. this is I'm like I'm so much more excited for these TV shows than I am for the actual movies now. Um, I'm a little worried about Jessica Jones. I'm like, do I really care about this? But we'll see. Can you make me? Yes. Can you make me care about a character I didn't know existed until yeah. like you will two years ago? But yeah, I think. Don't worry. <laughs> You both will. Since Luke Cage is involved, I'm sure there will be at least some kind of buy-in there. But, but yeah, no, I, 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 I love this. This is this is really great because it's something completely different from totally. what we're getting, and um, it shows it because comics have such a wide, uh, wide set of tonal qualities to them, and you know the movies have kind of they've fallen into a, a kind of a rhythm yeah. um, where everything feels just vaguely Whedon-esque now. Um, <laughs> second Whedon reference. Um, <laughs> but but now now we get to the, the TV series and it's it's totally different. It's not, you know, all jocularity with maybe a little... Uh, with with a couple of heavy moments here or there. It's, it's very... It's, yeah, it's... And it's made for grown-ups, which I really like. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm just going to be rambling now, so I'm going to pass it to Willie. Um, they they really opened the floodgates with this, yeah. and it was all if they can't if they couldn't get Daredevil right, they weren't going to get the rest of them right, and they got Daredevil right. Yeah. Um, they've created a corner of this universe that is maybe more interesting than the main universe itself, and I think that's awesome. Um, they can do more with this. They have more creative freedom. They can be a little more violent, a little more edgy. They can kill off characters that maybe you don't want to see go out without having to worry about people not paying money to go see it in the theater. <laughs> um, they can do a lot with this. And as somebody who kind of started off, maybe not started off, but as somebody who went through their formative years in comic books, reading a lot of the street-level heroes and being a big fan of those, the Daredevils, the Punishers, the Moon Knights, this kind of thing is gets me reinvested in that corner of the Marvel Universe. And that's huge. That's very exciting to, to feel excited about something that I, I can get back in touch with, much in the way that Gojo feels excited for Star Wars for the first time in a long time. Almost feels excited. Almost. Let's, let's qualify that. Yeah. Almost. He's holding back his excitement. He's getting there. But it's it's very nice to feel good about something that I haven't felt good about in a long time, and it, I'm I'm thrilled, I'm beyond thrilled. We're gonna get an iron. We're gonna and we have 13 hours right. of Iron Fist. All right, season two. Let's talk about it. So oh, let's let's. let's not, yeah. Excuse me, not season two, but phase two of oh, television. Oh, I have ideas. This, I'm, I'm gonna give us three minutes here. 
What do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to get Daredevil Season 2 and then, like, Season 2 Heroes for Hire, which is Luke Cage and Iron Fist and maybe Jessica Jones all wrapped in run one? Yes. So then, then maybe we also get a Punisher Season 1 and... Punisher and, seems likely. And uh, Moon Knight Season 1? I, I'm, thi- I'm thinking that what's going to happen is you're going to get... Um, you're going to in- be introduced to Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, who you'll both enjoy. They're wonderful. In uh, Iron Fist. And then, of course, we'll have Jessica Jones and Luke Cage introduced, and that'll kind of those characters will all be in a show, okay. um, and it'll be kind of the core cast of Heroes for Hire, which I think will be fantastic. Daredevil should always be the flagship show of this thing. It should have its own season every season. I think um, Daredevil has the widest range of stories to draw from. I feel like, and he's probably the most universal of the bunch, and I think that's a good call. Um, and then I think it's exactly what you said. I think you introduce Frank. I think Frank. I think a Punisher Netflix show has the potential to be. Huge. Sounds like honestly, with the darkness that they threw in for Daredevil, I think they. Could it seems totally... like a logical step at this point, yeah. but they without could... being a cartoon, and yeah. that's that's see, that's the thing is they are they are limited in what they can do. Technically, I mean, they can't they can't. I don't think there's any nudity in Netflix. Well, no, Orange is New Black. No, Never mind. There's, okay, there's no limitations, so you can go nuts with it. But the, don't make the it only a limitations being placed on them are from Disney. I'm sure. True. I just I want I, I hope it's it's not war war zone uh, over the top. Yeah. It's my, my you don't want do you want Punisher Max the TV show? No, I don't want it that grounded <laughs> either. I want it to, I want him to I want him to fight fight. I just heard Nick cry out from from New York when he's listening to this. <laughs> I want him to fight. Um, col- I want him to be James Bond, but gross. Yeah, does that make any sense? Like yep. I want him to battle villains that are slightly weird and over the top, but. <laughs> don't have superpowers. Okay. Um, Just lots of guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> and, and no hesitation to use them. Absolutely. <laughs> and I would be kidding myself if I said that Moon Knight would not make for one of the most unique comic book properties ever. Yeah. And a lot of people would probably scoff at that because he's essentially Marvel's Batman when you really break it down. But he's not. There's so much shit going on there. And I, that needs to happen. That needs to happen. So... Yeah. We'll see. And then, of course, just do Defenders. Do a bigger Defenders. Yep. I, I'm assuming that Defenders Season 1, and I always kind of assumed that it was going to be Defenders versus Kingpin. I always kind of wanted that team of guys doing a raid-style raid on Kingpin's tower. Like, that is a show Ooh. that I would... Oh, But I don't think that's where we're going. Um, I think we're going towards the hand, and I think Stick is a wonderful way to reintroduce the hand. And you can really hint at the hand and the chest in, um, in the Iron Fist show, too. There's a lot of there's a reason why they started dropping a lot of Iron Fist stuff, and it's easily to link it to some of the underlying future plots that weave their way through Daredevil. So yeah, no, I think it's that's the next. I think it's the hand. But. I, no, I feel like it, it. It makes sense that um, every, all this all this Iron Fist linking because he's going to be the last. Iron Fist is probably just going to go straight into the, whatever the conflict for Defender is. is. Yeah. So yeah. All That's right. it. You didn't need to add more time. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> if I Iron think... Fist punches a hole through somebody at some point, you will. Everyone will hear me scream <laughs> from my my living room. Because oh, okay, I'm done. All right. I think uh, we went a little long today, but I think we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. So you guys liked it. Don't lie. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't like it, or even if you did, write in feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Let us know what you think of the show or the things that we talk about there. MidwestFilmNerds.com and iTunes has all of our previous 123 plus bonus episodes. MidwestFilmNerds.com also has a bunch of full show notes, so you can skip over the spoilerteries and other things that you don't want to hear. 
uh at mfn podcast on instagram and itunes that's where you can find us on those services we're also on facebook and vine just search for midwest film nerds podcast 248-7335 mfn or 248-7335-636 is where you can give us a call leave us a voicemail we might talk about it on the show um middle well midwest game nerds we're recording another one shortly uh mortal kombat x look for it soon uh hopefully this weekend and that's when you can also find another Fight the Franchise. Part two of our Leprechaun series will be out then as well. Um, next week, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, currently on the docket is a double... F- no, I'm not even going to say it. I don't want people to know if we don't end up doing it. Because I really <laughs> want to do it, but it's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah. We'll figure something out. But the week after that is Avengers. Ooh. Oh my god. I'm getting married in a month. Yeah, right? Oh, Jesus. Every time I hear Avengers is this close, I go, oh my gosh. Like A, a week from Thursday night, we will be seeing Avengers 2. And we should be so much more excited about that than we probably I'm are. totally excited oh, for it. Oh, good, good. Okay. <laughs> I, a, yeah. a month from the day you're listening to this episode, I'm going to be getting married. He is going to be Mr. Willie Gibbs. <laughs> Still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the official fiancé of the Midwest Filmers podcast will be the official wife of the That's Midwest true. Yes, she will be uh, Nikki Midwest Filmers podcast. Yes. Yeah, She's evolved. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage license says uh, Nikki. That's what her, her last name is. Yes. Oh, God. I have to get a marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Okay. I got it. Feedback uh, to remind Willie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You let us know. Yeah. <laughs> You 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 deliver me some sort of of well wishes for my my future <laughs> life as a husband, please. Yes, or don't. some uh, <laughs> some some Norwegian wisdom for yeah. Marriage. Tell me about Norwegian marriages. Yeah. Is there cool the, stuff e- that you email guys us do? an MP3, please. We'd love to hear it on the show again. I will youp if you. I'm I I'm not joking. Youp if you send a voicemail, I will play it at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, do it. Beautiful. You have my promise. All right, uh, Amazon.MidwestFilmNerds.com. Go there to make sure a little portion of your purchases at Amazon will make it into our pockets so we can make our podcast even better and more plentiful and more awesome. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's about it. Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Stick. 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 Stick.